Hi everyone, this is NASCO Chats, the podcast for anything and everything. I'm NASCO Tanev, podcast host and a graduate student entrepreneur, Zoomer, future computer science major, friend and human being. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy our episode this week on career and anxiety. Now, I know it's been a while. The last time I actually posted, I think, might have been May. And currently, we are fully in October. Spooky season. Uh, a lot has happened, obviously. I said I was going to record a lot more over the summer. I know I made that promise. But I, I got caught up. It was hard to find people to film with back at home, actually. I thought it would have been easier still not blaming it on anyone just the logistics falling and everything but i'm here now and i'm very much excited to restart the podcast again i do have a bonus episode that might come up sometimes next week if i decide to decide to post it it was a cute little catch-up podcast with my sister and me just catching up and um exploring our relationship and interaction talking about our journey immigrating to bulgaria but that will hopefully be coming this week's episode is special to me and personal because there is no guest i usually have guests i think the whole purpose of this podcast was to be personable and be able to interact with others However, I was always following a script, and I don't think that's what I wanted NASCO Chats to be about, so that's why I'm restarting it, and first, just talking with myself, being more comfortable talking on my own, especially to basically a computer screen. I currently have nothing in front of me except my computer recording and the time, so this will be a fun time. Uh, Restarting this podcast is also a part of my creativity project. I am taking an entrepreneurship class in school, um, again, at Princeton, uh, talking about creativity, innovation, and design, and I wanted to see if I could modify this podcast to express more of my creativity simply by not having a structure, because that is a constraint that I have put on myself, having the bullet points, following the questions, I always had that, so I wanted to see how it would be to have more of a freestyle and you know if my professor is listening i will ask a question later on to my professor to see if he would listen all the way it would be very funny if he did i really hope he does it'd be interesting for him to see this side of me (laughs) so that'd be exciting that being said i guess we should jump into the topic of this week's podcast it is career and career anxiety more specifically my career anxiety that i've been having so As I say in my introduction, I am a computer science major, so a lot of people would think in the professional world, like, oh, he's going to become a software engineer, maybe even product manager. I actually excluded that part from my intro that I usually have, so if you go back, I said product manager in the making, and now I don't anymore, because this summer made me realize I did do a product manager internship, and it was fun. I definitely enjoyed it a lot more. And I've never actually had a software engineering internship, but it still wasn't quite what I wanted uh, professionally. It wasn't something that was, I was bursting with passion to get up in the day and do. I don't know whether that's several factors, uh, maybe my burnout, 
from years now that I've had or just me wanting to take a break, again, contributing to burnout, me just being in the wrong field overall. I, I often joke about how I would love to be a psychology major here in school or an architecture major, sociology, anything else really. And I think I would completely slay that. But I don't know. I Not to say that I don't enjoy computer science. I'm obviously going to continue my major in computer science. I uh, now have framed it that my major isn't necessarily a pathway to my future, but just another toolkit that I can add to me, not only as a person, but as a human being, a toolkit of just different methodologies of solving problems, of debugging, of obviously knowing programming languages, software, hardware, all of that. But m more so, I don't think we as human beings should just stay in one space the whole our whole lives. That's the realization I had this summer, staying at home. And for the first half of the summer, basically, I didn't have any work to do aside from studying for coding interviews that was supposed to be this fall. And as I was doing it, I was very miserable. I was extremely anxious that even though I was getting it, I didn't, I didn't want to continue doing that. It wasn't anything that attracted me. And it, it was just, it was really pulling me down. Uh, I, I couldn't talk about career to anybody. Again, I think this contributes to my anxiety. Um, talking about it obviously with family and friends really really helped my family I honestly have probably gotten close to them because they have helped alleviate the anxiety within me uh, every time I talk to them the Bulgarian culture on anxiety is just not on anxiety on career pathways is totally different and I wish that was adopted here in America and I think more specifically Princeton because in Bulgaria, you do your education no matter how prestigious, probably the more prestigious ones you would think about your career a little earlier, but even then, people don't start thinking about jobs until they graduate, until they decide, oh, maybe I should start making money for myself, be more autonomous, because we are just a very, what is the word? A very collectivist culture and collectivist cultures stick to their family we depend on each other we support each other my family said they would take care of me for however long they will and would and i obviously really appreciate that but coming to america i talked about this in another podcast having an individualist mentality which is america really conflicts with my culture and it was i'm still obviously in the works of navigating that uh, but that made me want to be more autonomous obviously move away from home for college but coming back this summer I realized how much I do appreciate that collectivist mentality that calmness of you know not caring about career and that is very much the opposite that it is here on campus and I'll get to that in a little bit but a little bit more about that my family basically said there will always be work to do. You will get a job. Doesn't matter what it is. I don't think the prestige of the job matters. I think it's a social construct that one job is better than the other. Some jobs might be more impactful than others. I would say that. But once again, we live in a world where every job 
serves us and without it we wouldn't be the way we are so you know that being said i obviously wouldn't go to work as like a drive-in delivery um or any you know anything like that fast food or something but just having just knowing that really really um really really helps with my anxiety uh and another source of my anxiety really comes from maybe my imposter syndrome maybe thinking i'm not good enough for having a software engineering or a product management role every time i talk to somebody i networked a little bit i think i'm really good at networking in the sense that i just want to know more about people and their paths and see if it aligns with mine and i discovered that networking caused even more anxiety especially for computer science where everybody kind of boasts about their skills what they've done, their impact, their GitHubs, their projects, their code, their programming. It just gets overwhelming because I just don't have my own personal projects. Yes, I'm currently coding in classes and I consider those projects, but I guess the industry wants us to have our own personal thing and I don't think that is the right approach to do that. At least, at least I don't think it should be the only approach to do that. Definitely people that are doing their you know, their passions and pursuing that on their own. Um, I really, you know, admire them, praise them. I think they should continue and be passionate about that. But for people like me that just maybe want to try software engineering and try product management without necessarily having the 100% pure skills, uh, it shouldn't be so much emphasized in the recruiting process. And we should be giving maybe a month of work to see our progress and then decide if they should keep us that could be an alternative again this is just breaking a wicked problem of what do we really need to boast on our resume and boast on our performance because maybe we we're going through a tough time we're not just about our work and i think that's just one important thing to really think about uh it's hard obviously without a script i I am going to go back and forth. I hope it's easy to follow, but uh, coming back to Princeton and what the career sort of mentality here is, there's people that are, aren't really worried. A lot of my friends are not as, what's the word, not as obsessed with what they want to do after college and how to earn money. And I think that's very much where I want to stand and I want to be. That, that being said, I'm still trying recruiting. I'm doing consulting now, and that's something that I'll talk about because when people hear consulting, some people really kind of have an adverse reaction, especially at Princeton, because people think they're sellouts. But it, it really struck me that I was so interested in it. But coming back to Princeton's mentality, I think a lot. one side is people not caring very much focusing on career, their senior year, and now just caring about, you know, school and classes and independent work and research and clubs. And I think that's healthy. I think we should live in the present and not think so much about the future. And then there's some of us that are, some of us here, some, some are my friends, and I really praise them, that are extremely obsessed with what they want to do post-grad, how much they want to earn, the prestige of the company, all of that. And I definitely don't want to shame them for it. I think a lot of factors come into that, such as 
you know, student debt, I'm here for free, but others aren't, so they need to earn money straight out of college, maybe they just want to live lavish lifestyles, they want to, they care about the prestige, you know, I think we fall into the social trap of caring too much about the prestige of the company, and the money, and everything else, and not just caring about what we want to do, and we tell ourselves, I see this so often, and I don't know if that's the case, I just assume, again, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze everybody, but I see so many people be like, oh, this is a job for me, it gets me good money, I'm definitely going to do it, I'm passionate about it, I'm good at it, and it's like, yes, but do you love it, do you want to do it, is it something that really, really drives you and you want to get up in the morning, or is it just the money, do you need the money, again, obviously we need money, but it it's not the end-all be-all I think we spend a lot of our life and some people were just like oh I'll just earn hella money after college and then you know retire early and live my life lavishly and that's also a good strategy I mean who am I to judge but that's the two dualities of Princeton and I think I fall more so sometimes in the middle because I do care where I want to work and where I want to professionally develop but I also have stopped so much caring about um, I guess fitting into the mold so again back to me being a computer science major in software engineering and product management I didn't like it it always gave me anxiety when I talked to an alum about their experience or a current student uh, you know you should do this you should do a project you should apply right now when I really didn't want to and I I shouldn't. And yes, that was caused by my anxiety, but I think that it was the right choice for me to do so and wait and not do it. If I didn't want to do it, then I won't do it. I I think oftentimes we blame ourselves for not doing something. I blame myself for not applying early to things or not giving it my all, not studying the hardest, but it it will happen. It will happen. Uh, It happens and you just gotta live in the moment. So, shoot, wait. Um, sorry, took a little water break there. I where was I? I was. Again, I didn't want to do coding and wanting to do software engineering even though I've never actually had the job maybe I would have enjoyed it but it just does not sound appealing I've definitely heard from people what they do day to day and just does not sound good and um I didn't want to do any part of that and so I've obviously heard about consulting I believe freshman year of college again backstory I heard about consulting and we always talked about like, oh, you're a sellout if you do that. That's where like corporate and business people are. All they actually care about is money. But I I don't look at it that way. Obviously, now I'm in the process for it. And I'll speak a little bit more about that. But when I uh, truly delved into consulting early August, I immediately, you know, started looking at videos, reading books, doing case, case practice interviews. And I, I think I'm really enjoying the process. Yes, I mess up. Yes, I don't think I'm perfect all the time. Yes, my business jargon could be better. But I'm not a robot. I will never prescribe to be a robot. I do not want to be perfect in this interview because I don't think anybody should be perfect at an interview and everybody should slip up. So I 
it just made me feel more comfortable doing a case interview than a coding interview. And whether that's just because I didn't work hard enough or I didn't study hard enough, a lot of people will interpret it like that uh, and probably, you know, shame me for it or be like, oh, he just found the easy way out doing consulting. Like, consulting isn't easy in any way. It's still a lot of hours. Work-life balance is not good. But to me, it's just so much more interesting doing case-to-case having different clients, talking to different business professionals, some of them obviously doing good more than others, but it's just how the world works. Especially at some companies, they care about your choices, and I'm not going to talk about like what companies and where I've interviewed, but I had two interviews literally yesterday, one in the morning, one in the evening, and the morning one did not go so well. The math was extremely hard, and my interviewer even said, this is a challenging case, you will definitely get stuck, and I want to see how you'll get unstuck. And it was a little behavioral, so he asked me, like, why this company, why consulting, and I think I gave him good answers, but he asked me why the CEO, you know, who is the CEO of this company, and obviously I didn't know because I, I don't, I, I was just very caught off guard. Maybe it was my fault. Maybe I should know the CEO of a company. I don't know if that's, like, courtesy, but again, you live and you learn. Now, I'm apparently one of the CEO of every company I apply to because it could be a question they ask me. So, I think, you know, it really, and I got my rejection this morning for from that interview in that company. And then later in the evening, I, I, I thought those interviews went a lot better. I was a lot more comfortable in what I was doing. The interviews were just so much kinder. And it's the company that I really, really want. And I'm still waiting for a response for another round. And I'm hoping, I'm really, really hoping I get it. But it's still that anxiety that I have about, you know, maybe I'm overshooting. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm looking into the future too fast because, because I can, like, imagine myself working there and being with the people and talking to the people and doing the cases already when I haven't even done it yet. So I don't know what's the right mentality to do and approach this. And I keep saying like, oh, I'm just not gonna think about it. But obviously I think about it all the time. And it's crazy that I'm so career obsessed. And I am living in the moment, but it's always in the back of my mind. And I I hope one day that it disappears. It will definitely disappear as soon as, you know, I get my first offer and commit and whatnot. But that's just such a, such a, I think it's such a right, wrong mentality. And I'm living with myself, always having this feeling in the back of my head that I don't want to. And, you know, maybe it's for my, maybe it's for my therapist to digest with me. But it, it just... I... I don't know. It, it It's curious. It's curious, to say the least, that we think this way. Why do I think this way? Um, there's a lot more I can go into detail about this. I don't know where to really start. I think part of me wants to also prescribe to that social construct of, oh, he works here. Oh, this is a great company. It will give him a lot of you know, professional skills, a lot of opportunities in the future that I, of course, want to have. I care, and I want to have those opportunities. 
but also I think having the freedom to think that you are not tied to these social constructs and you don't care about your job I think that should be something natural to human beings but I sometimes think of it as it's privileged to think that way for you not to worry about careers because not all of us can you know not all of us can afford to really not care about the money we'll get after college for me personally i know that i'll be fine i know that my parents will love me and take care of me until i do find a job but i just don't want to i want to go on to the next chapter in my life be more autonomous have a have my own place do my own passions fund my own passions travel the world experience more and that is all done with money not necessarily all of it and obviously you don't really need money um that's what people say but that's just how we're thought to believe so i'm gonna do this exercise where what is the we did in class and i think it's important to always remind myself and what i always tell myself whenever i get into these deep holes of just what if the worst happens and i don't get what i you know what i um i don't get what i want and what I dream of. So my biggest fear is that I um, won't get, currently at least, oh, I didn't talk about consulting, but I'll get back to that. My biggest fear is that I won't get a good consulting job with a good consulting firm, at least, you know, now. But that's okay. Uh, Alternatives are maybe I do get some consulting or summer analyst business analyst for a company that's smaller and that's completely fine that's still summer experience and i can apply to the big firms once again next fall and that's totally okay the other thing is maybe i don't get anything in consulting and i don't you know i don't apply to anything I had a return offer with my product management job for the startup that was really interesting, again, for next summer. So I can, of course, do that. I can, of course, work for the Keller Center and find something to do over the summer. The Keller Center is our entrepreneurship center. There's always other opportunities. Or I could just go back home and do nothing and be with my family and relax and focus on my mental health, my physical health, which I've been struggling with, and just you know enjoy life live in the present be with um some friends and pay more attention to them and it still will be fine i will still have opportunities to do so yeah that's the worst and it doesn't sound that bad when you say it out loud but then there's the the perfectionist in me or the maximalist in me i call it maximal you know I'm call it maximalist i don't know if that's the exact word that wants to have that good job, that best position to prove to myself. And even right now, as I'm recording this, I'm literally checking my email to see if I get something from um, the company for a second round because I'm just so excited and I want to know. And I'm scared that if I didn't get anything the day after, <laughs> then that means they just didn't, um, they didn't, you know, consider me. And I thought I rocked the interview. I thought I did so well. But again, you learn and you can try next year. So, it's fine, (laughs) I think, talking about this doesn't make me feel 100% better, but talking about it with more 
will make me feel better with time as I grow and know that it's all right to not care so much about career. Uh, back a little bit to consulting, why I really actually stuck with it is people usually call people sellouts for doing consulting, but actually software engineering and product management do you earn more as a software uh, developer or as a um, product manager. So I'm actually degrading in money. So I'm not really a sellout for a computer science major. Uh, and I'm just more curious about business than so much uh, the nitty gritty of technology. And I, obviously I know tech is the, you know, the, the future and I want to learn more about it, but I don't think Princeton teaches us something that's like industry important. Even the class that I'm currently taking that is making us do like a project that could be, you know, could be important in the real world. I still think the technology that we're using is a little outdated. The classes or the software that we're doing could be 100% updated, but professors obviously don't care about that. They just care about teaching the class. That's a whole other argument to get into and maybe a wicked problem too. But coming back, I, I think consulting is just so much more interesting. You have so much more versatility with the industries you can work with, with maybe even doing like a nonprofit consulting Maybe, you know, starting something, you know, putting innovation. Definitely, I care about creativity and innovation. That is why, you know, I keep taking these entrepreneur entrepreneurship courses. And so I think with that in mind, I, I want to continue with consulting. And whatever I say, it, people are like, oh, I don't like it. And I'm like, why don't you like it? And they're just like, oh, because you're selling out. And it, it's such a it's such a toxic mentality. And oh, excuse me, I put a sneeze. <laughs> I sneezed a little bit. Uh, <laughs> um, again, it's a very toxic mentality to have. And I'm not here for it. You know, if you don't care, then that's fine. I think the people that are software engineers are not boring. I think the stuff that they're doing is extremely interesting, but it's just not interesting to me. And I could listen and care, but people just sound so confident and sure of themselves in this industry. And half of the battle in this whole professional world is selling yourself and being confident in yourself. But I, I think that we also need to be vulnerable, that we don't know everything. And that's also another... Um, Another reason why this um, company really, really, I, I was attracted to because they were like, oh, we are human. We're going to make mistakes. So we're not grading on the right answer or the correctness. We're grading on if you are coachable, if you you know care about the problem, if you show interest, if you're doing it, if your top thought process is correct. So it, it, continuing to talk about it, it just sounds perfect for my personality and who I am. And uh, rather than writing about Oh, and here's my question for Professor McPherson, who is my professor for class, uh, as before I close out, is Professor McPherson, what was your favorite class when you were at Princeton? I believe you were at Princeton, and if I got that wrong, that would be embarrassing, but I'm pretty sure you went to Princeton. So I'm very curious, what was your favorite class? And maybe you'll answer, maybe you won't, maybe you won't listen to it. Or if it's Austin, I would love to know what your favorite class was as, you know, a graduate student even. Right.
so from this whole conversation to close off entirely i think i had a lot of filler words that's one conclusion but that's just me gathering my thoughts i think i did have a lot of valuable insights and i questioned a lot about why do we think about career as just being a way to get money and a way to confide to the social construct why is not our career something that we should enjoy something that we want to love and wake up to do and not just wake up and be like ugh, i have to do this again in the morning and i questioned that a lot i talked about my journey i talked about my collectivist and individualistic you know, personalities from Bulgaria and the U.S. and how I'm still navigating through that, how my parents have helped me with my career anxiety. And I hope that was transferable. I hope that I get better as I do these more. They're not going to be super long just because I am not with people. So they're going to be about 30-minute episodes. And I really hope you enjoyed it. And... Right. I really hope you enjoyed this episode please leave a review or tweet me at nasco underscore tenev with any suggestions, questions, or topics you would like us to talk about in future episodes. And I'm also on Instagram, but that is private for now. So thank you so much for listening, and I will definitely talk to you guys next week.